Hi, this is Amanda, back with the Be Me Project. We didn't really finish off my story last time, so we're going to finish that off. And then it's going to be Katie. And from there, we'll see what happens. And after every time, we're going to talk about our coping skills that we use to get through these traumatic events in our lives. Um, So we left off. We left off at you know, my recovery about when I was driving and the mopeds that really like, you know, because he used to, he used to steal them. (laughs) He used to steal them. Let's just be honest. I I don't have a good ex. But, um, yeah, it took me a while to get out of that. I went to, I started going to therapy and I got the medication I needed, which was Zoloft. Obviously, I'm not taking it right now, but I should. <laughs> but um, yeah, I should be taking it. My therapist wants me to start back up again, but I'm just not answering right now. But um, yeah, it, it if you need medicine and you think it won't help, trust me, because you're gonna be really low one day, and you're just gonna give up and just try it, and it will help. For the time being but um so i started getting on medication i don't remember if i was talking about him like stalking me outside of my work but that would happen a lot and you know police never did anything for me so i have a big problem with police too and then you know one day i actually saw him like near near my house, right? I was driving with a few of my friends, had to stop, pull over, call my dad. He came, picked me up, and literally just got coffee with me because that's our thing. And we drank the coffee. It's always a nighttime thing, coffee at night. How do you sleep? I don't know. So I don't sleep till five (laughs) o'clock in the morning. (laughs) So, um, yeah, we get a coffee and we talk about it. After that, I went back to my car where we had it parked. And um, I went out to this place near where I live, but somewhere he doesn't really know about. So if he tried to look for me, I wouldn't be there or where he would think I would be. So I went there and I started writing in my journal about what happened because for me, I like using journals to get my thoughts out. I like looking back and seeing how far I have become, how far I have gotten because it's it doesn't feel far in the moment but like when you really look back at it and just read the things that you were feeling you know that you went far it's amazing do you still write in your journal I do I have a new journal now I'm like wow this is this is messed up (laughs) I'm like I need to start a new journal because you know my life's getting a little better I guess (laughs) I guess um but um yeah so that night I went, wrote in my journal, it was like 11 o'clock, and then a policeman pulled up, and he started talking to me, telling me I couldn't be sitting in that park where I was, because they were closing, and that closed at sunset, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, he started talking to me, so, you know, I never actually met a good policeman, so I'm like, oh my god, he's an actual good police guy, (laughs) who actually wants to listen to me for once (laughs) in my life. I know I'm not actually getting accused, <laughs> but um, so I started talking to him, all this stuff, and then he started making jokes, which weren't really jokes. 
just like, oh, the last person who, the last girl I saw who was driving around in a Beetle convertible, which is the car I have, um, flashed me. I'm like, oh, you don't gotta worry about that with me. I'm not gonna do that. I'm I'm 17. You know, I have I have things that I want to keep a secret. <laughs> like I don't need I don't need a policeman saying that stuff. I'm good. I'm not into 37 year olds anyway. <laughs> so um, yeah, you really don't know who to call at that time because if you call 911, the police are already there. And who else? Who who else can you call? You can't really call anyone. So he just kept saying that stuff. And then, you know, we talked about my restraining orders I had. He took my ID, searched it up. He's like, wow, you have a lot. I'm like, yep. <laughs> yep. And then what else? What else? What else? Oh, after that, um, he gave me my ID back because we walked over to his car so he could search it up on the machine thingy. And he's like, you know, what would be, like, have you ever tried to have sex in the back of a police car? And I'm, like, just awkwardly laughing. I'm like, <laughs> and then he's like, like, seriously, though. I'm like, no, I haven't thought about it. Wait, you told him you were 17. Yeah, he, yes. And then the thing is, he's like, well, 16 is the age of consent. No, I'm like, he was 37. That's yeah. disgusting. 17 is not legally an adult. Literally. Literally. I'm like... I'm like... I'm like... Exactly. So I was, I was like, isn't 18 like the age to have consent like that? And then he's like, no, no, it's been, it's been 16. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> just laughing it off. And then he's like, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a joke. It's a joke. And then he keeps saying this all these disgusting things to me. So I just like stand there and just lab it off because I didn't know what to do at that time. Because like I said, 911, <laughs> you can't really call police. Well, police are already there. So after all of that, I told my sister at first, it took, it took me some time to tell my parents. Like I wasn't ready to tell them because, you know, when stuff like this happens, you feel disgusted by yourself. Even though it's not your fault, you feel disgusting. Like, how can, how can I let someone say this stuff to me? So I really, I really didn't want to tell my parents, but at the same time I did because I knew that if I kept it bottled up, like my, my rape, it would turn into a giant PTSD thing. So, um, my sister told my mom and so we just talked about it. We, we got the proof because he did put a Snapchat in my phone. He took my phone, put a Snapchat in it. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just use this as proof. We got a picture of him. We got some stuff that he was saying. Very disgusting things. And then, you know, I talked to my therapist. She told me to go down to the police department where, like, where that guy works. And, you know, we, me, my sister, and my mom all had to tell our stories. And, was it really scary? Well, it's just... Being back in a police station, I'm like, this this isn't gonna happen. Like he's a first responder and I'm just like a nobody in the in like the eyes of the law. So why are they why are they gonna do anything for me? Because they never helped me before. So I'm like, you know what, let me just do this, let me get this done and over with. And if it doesn't work, I'm going I'm going to make it bigger than it has to be. 
because I'm done with people not listening to me and taking me seriously because this is my life and, you know, police really messed it up. (laughs) So they listened and after like two months of not getting a call or text of like, or an email of like, oh yeah, this happened. I sound really strong worded email. I'm like, I'm very disappointed that you guys won't even tell me what's happening. Like, I think I need to know because I couldn't be in that town by myself for quite a while. I would always have to have someone with me because my parents are just so protective of me because of all this stuff. And yeah. And um, so after I sent that, (laughs) they're like, I'm sorry, like, he's off the force and all of that stuff. Oh, they, did, they, did they deal with it right away and they just forgot to tell you? Or I only don't once know. you, like, pressed them? I have no idea. I'm just like, whatever. I didn't even text them back. I'm just like, thanks. <laughs> you should have said it earlier. But, yeah. Katie, you ready? I'm Katie. It's your turn. <laughs> Come on, Katie. Well, alrighty. So I'm Katie. I think we've uh, established that, but you know, I'm going to put it back out there. Um, so just so everyone knows, my personal issue is going to be changed quite a bit um, because I'm not allowed to talk or mention certain things. So if I, you know, pause and ramble, that's probably why, <laughs> just so people don't get confused. Last time when we recorded this, um, we recorded for an hour and a half. Yeah, and I kept rambling. Yeah, and I was so mad. So, spoiler alert: story. (laughs) So, um, yeah, my story is about my sister. Her name is Selena. Um, and she was sadly taken from us back in two thousand four. Um, she was only a couple months old and, you know, it was very sad. It was a very sad time for my family. You know, I think I was like maybe four at the most. And, you know, at the age of four, you don't deal with that. You don't go through stuff like that. You're not supposed to, you're supposed to just have a childhood. And so I didn't understand a lot of the things that was going on. Um, you know, I do remember going to the hospital But I was thinking, oh, yeah, I'm having another sibling, you know, fun. That that wasn't the case, you know. That was the last time I ever saw her again. Um, I don't really remember the funeral, you know. Um, Much of that is kind of dismersed from my head. You know, it doesn't exist anymore. And I honestly kind of don't want to ever remember that time. But, you know... Over the couple of years after, I want to say like maybe five years, I started wanting to know what happened. You know, I looked up everything that I possibly could. I didn't even know her last name. Even when we used to go visit her tombstone, I really didn't honestly know if that was her last name or if they changed it or anything. So, you know, eventually I did find her and the information online and it was it was shocking to what I've read um you know it was sad I understood why my parents kept it a secret from us 
growing up because I wasn't even mentally prepared at the age of 10 to even be reading any of that. And, you know, I, I found out who it was, you know, who took her from us. And I, I was shocked and I understood why they never mentioned their name and everything and why they kept everything a secret from my younger siblings and everything and my older siblings. <laughs> and, you know, I went to this camp and it was actually called Camp Maddie. And to put a story short for, you know, to summarize it, that was actually a camp for people who had family members who were murdered. And, you know, I went to that camp, I think like maybe two, three years in a row. And I would listen and hear other people's stories. And the instructor actually had a child who was also murdered. And I, I kind of started understanding what the word murder meant. You know, again, I was like 10, 11, and 12. And it, it was still shocking and it was hard to deal with, you know, plus, you know, things that were going on in my family with school. It was very hard because everyone seemed to know what had happened other than, you know, me and my siblings. So I didn't really have an understanding of what, how to cope. Eventually, we moved and I met some amazing and weird people, <laughs> Amanda being one of them. Yes. And I told her eventually when I trusted her about my you know, story and everything. And she told me some encouraging words, you know, let the past be the past and let the future be the future. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that, that started hitting me and you know, my parents weren't happy that I told some people that they didn't know because they don't really want this out on the internet. I'm going to be completely honest. They don't want me talking about this. But, you know, this is my way of coping, letting other people know how it makes me feel. You know, I'm sad when I talk about it. Bring awareness. Yeah, bringing awareness to it because a lot of people don't talk about this. And actually, going back to the whole Camp Maddie um, story. My mother actually did a, it was called like the golden shoe or something where you take pictures and she took these amazing photos. And I believe this was her way of coping where she took a baby shoe and then like a toddler shoe, a teenage shoe and a woman's shoe. And it was showing her as she was going, like walking up into heaven. Oh, that's really special. Yeah. And <laughs> We actually have the photos of it. Um, they were really amazing. And, you know, you'd paint your shoe gold. And they would broadcast it, you know, to raise awareness for Camp Maddie and all the families. And they had all the family photos. I'm like, wow, this is something. You know, it's this is kind of like, I want to be like that. I want to give awareness without, you know, actually telling the, the heartache part. You know, because it's it's very it's very sad, but you Does know. Does it get easier for you every time you tell? Sometimes, not really all the time, because you know. Depends on your mindset. It really, yeah. If we're talking about, if you're asking me, like, if it was on her birthday, and you're sitting here asking me, 
Yeah, can you tell your story? It I would be so upset. Yeah. I like it would have been another birthday without her, you know. And then if you're talking about when she the month she passed, it would have been even worse. It'd be so hard to do it. But I've gotten better, you know, talking about it. That's how I've been coping, talking. I never saw a therapist, so this kind of like therapy talk. <laughs> kind of, you know. My way of talking is different. I ramble. I don't get all serious, as they kind of figured. But yeah. The hard way. (laughs) Yeah. Him, I keep calling him old. That's how he learned. And I call Amanda my little blondie. (laughs) But yeah, talking does help. You know, I'm still, I'm I'm 20 and I still can't even take myself seriously about it. You know, because... I don't know. I don't want to be sad all the time with it. Yeah. So I'd rather be happy, but, you know, everyone has their moments. But, yeah, definitely talking has helped me cope. Yeah. Anything else that helped you cope that you feel is important to share? My family, definitely. Them keeping it a, not really a secret, you know, because I knew. But them not bringing it up all the time, you know. Avoiding the question, honestly, it did help because it didn't make me wonder every single second of the day, like, oh, what happened to my sister? Why did this happen? You know, who did it? So that helped you, the fact that it wasn't consistently shoved in your face. Yeah, I feel like if it was constantly in my face, I would just be like a mental, have a mental breakdown. So, and then I wouldn't be doing this because it'd be like, "Uh uh-uh, nope, I'm done. (laughs) But yeah, and getting it. Honestly, it made me get closer to my family up here as well because, you know, we all lived in different states. So now that we're all together, we can honestly joke around, have fun, and we don't always get upset when we bring it up. So anything you guys want to add? No, that was amazing. That was really good. What about talking about how you are now? Do you feel like you're in a better place? I do feel like I'm in a better place, but again, still, still learning trying i i tend to keep to myself for the most part you know i don't do this stuff like you guys do you guys (laughs) you guys my bad blondie and oldie here that's what i meant by you guys i I tend to keep to myself you know because then i'm like okay i don't gotta get bothered with anything leave me alone i'm coping by myself with no one's help until now here you go amanda i mean blondie it's me back i talked first (laughs) um but for me my coping skills are i just i'm very closer to my family now with all of it so whenever like i'm going through something i do like to talk to them for the most part sometimes it's not that well but you know, for the most part, I like talking. Going out with friends is one of my biggest things because, you know, I still live in the house that all of that stuff was done to me. So I don't really like to, like, just sit there. And um, what really helps is he kind of moved away. So <laughs> that helped that me a lot. Out for you. Yeah. It, it still is difficult at sometimes because I still have a lot of court dates coming up with him and i'm actually gonna go and speak up about it 
can't release the date, but it's in March. So a month before my birthday. You can tell me when they come and support my girl. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I was supposed to do it, like, the day before Christmas Eve, but he never showed up. Of course he didn't, okay. show, up he didn't show up to court, so he probably got rearrested, which made me feel okay. <laughs> I'm like, well, I wanted to speak up. I need, huh? Nothing. No, just say it. You have eight minutes left. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, it felt good. It's like, I want to speak up. I want my voice to be heard. I need it to be heard because if it's not, then what? what am I good for? You know, it's like he's walking all over me if I don't speak up. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I think we should wrap things up here. Yes. Please Definitely. Say. Well, actually, um, that was awesome, you guys. And um, the last thing actually I want to talk about is a little bit about our brand. You yes, know? I think it's about time. I think, I think it's about time. <laughs> we only got one minute to talk about it in... Our Let's intro. Yeah. So we have like a nine. little bit of time now, like nine minutes. Let's talk about it a little bit basically what we're trying to do. And Amanda's going to talk about it also. And Katie's going to talk about it and explain <laughs> it a little bit more. But we're, what we're basically trying to do is that we are trying to raise awareness of things that, you know, sometimes a lot of people push under the rug. There's so many things that are so important that people need to know about that are just not being spread. So we started a company, it's called Project Be Me, and basically we're selling merch and selling clothing that helps raise awareness of all these things that are so important, but people sometimes just forget about because, you know, it's not on the forefront of everybody's mind. So what we want to do is we want people to share with us their stories and share with us their, the things that are important to them and share with us the things that, 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 that. They, they want people to, to, to raise awareness about and we will make for we will make clothing for that and we will help you raise awareness because we think that these things are so important and so many people that are just sitting here like thinking that they're the only ones going through this and they're really not. There's so many people that are going through similar things and we can all go through it together. So that's what we started. We started a company, a clothing company, and that's why we're doing this podcast to get people's stories so that way we can have more things to add to our to our to our lineup and you know we're, we're starting off small even though we have only a few collections now we want to make just so many collections of so many things that are so important um do you want to add on that yes the the biggest thing about this is um for the our brand is that like it kind of it like everyone says it, it raises awareness but it also makes you is it thundering yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> it, it also like shows people like you know you probably get bullied for some things like this because I know I have like people start talking bad about you for no reason even but you even though you've been through these hard things and I think we should just normalize going through all these hard things like even if you get bullied for it just know that you're enough and that your story is. A story that you have to share in order to like get closure and it's something that you live with and you're strong you're strong for sharing that and if someone has to bully you they're just immature and they they just wish that they were as strong as you 
jealous of you. They're jealous because you can handle something so huge in your life while they can't even h- handle homework. <laughs> let's, let's just say that. They can't even handle homework. And you've been through so much. And we're all proud of you guys. Woo-hoo. And we're proud of each other, too. Yeah. Should we call it a wrap? Is that a wrap? Yes, that's good. That awesome. Bye-bye. Okay. Signing out. Amanda. Schmully. And your favorite, Katie. <laughs> Amanda. Katie. Amanda. Katie. Can we just agree it's me? No. <laughs> no. But if, if you like people, Katie. If you like very energetic people, me. Do I just go by old? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, it was awesome, and we'll see you guys next week. Yes. Sunday evenings. Have a good Every week. week. Have, have a, a good week. Have a good week. Have a strong week. Yes. And you're awesome. You are strong. Remember, you are enough. See you next Sunday on the Be Me Family. Yes. yes. <laughs> Okay.